I would suggest that if you want to raise great kids, godly kids, good kids, that you answer questions. Take the time. Don't push them away. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, I hope you're having a great day. This is Jim Scudder, and today on In Grace, we are excited because we're going to continue our series, Raising Great Kids. And even if you don't have kids in the home of your own, you certainly know people that do. And this is a series that will help all of us pray harder for parents. And uh, certainly there's many of you that are raising kids in the home right now. Uh, my wife and I have graduated to grandkids. and certainly a wonderful experience, but we're still using these same principles. And today we're going to talk about rebellion. How bad is rebellion? And we're going to go into 1 Samuel 15 and the story of Saul and Samuel and just to understand just how serious rebellion is. And that's what we're supposed to be looking for in our children, uh, watching for rebellion. And sometimes rebellion isn't obvious. Maybe they're not just saying, no, I won't do this, but they have that attitude uh, of rebellion. And we have to address that. That's a very important thing to try to break and get out of uh, our children when they're young and train them on how bad rebellion is. So we're going to talk about that and more today. And then let me, before we go into the series, remind you that In Grace is not just a radio program and a podcast. We are also a television program. And so if you ever want to watch In Grace, we've got incredible, what I call travel and adventure content. So we're always going somewhere. So tonight on TBN, the largest Christian network in the world, we're going to be broadcasting a wonderful series called A Tour of Noah's Ark with Bodie Hodge. Now you're going to hear this on the radio on Friday, but you might want to watch it. Now, just so you know, YouTube and TBN features maybe about half of what our entire video series would have on this. And you can get the entire video series when you make a gift of any amount to In Grace, a tour of Noah's Ark with Bodie Hodge. I'll tell you more about that at the end, but definitely be aware of that. And when you do watch us on YouTube, if you would help us out by subscribing to our YouTube channel, In Grace, and then also uh, liking or you know getting the alerts, that helps us out because uh, the more people that are watching and getting those notifications on YouTube, uh, the more people that YouTube pushes it to and the more people that hear the gospel. So let me encourage you today to check out In Grace on YouTube or watch tonight on TBN. There was a Thanksgiving dinner and a little girl, actually a granddaughter, was sitting at the table next to grandpa. And as they were eating, she noticed his wedding ring and she grabbed his hand and started to spin the ring on his finger, and grandpa said to her, that never comes off. You know why? The little girl said, why? He said, because I love your grandma. The little girl was quiet for a second and then very loudly says, I've seen grandma take her ring off. <laughs> your kids <laughs> will say things that will embarrass you. I remember the Julian family. I was with them, with Pastor Paul, Molly, and the boys, Jared and, and Josh, and they were just these little 
shrimps. I guess they were never shrimps, but they're not like they are giants today. But they're walking along, and all of a sudden, I hear 50 feet. Like, what's 50 feet? 50 feet, 50 feet, 50 feet. And then I later learned that that was the distance that they were supposed to get past the person that they wanted to make a loud comment about that they had seen. Did you see that guy with that weird colored shirt on? You know, have your kids ever done that to you? 50 feet. It's actually probably not a bad rule for us. Get 50 feet away before we say anything. Your kids will notice everything and they will probably say anything. I love it when your kids come up to me because the parents are hovering. They want to know, what are they saying? I hope they're not telling the pastor everything. I had a little boy come up to me today. Awesome kid. I forgot his name already. Who was that? I don't know if he's in here. But he said, uh, Pastor Scudder, and I love when kids ask questions. Love it. Pastor Scudder, what's Jesus Christ's last name? Like, that's a really good question, right? You've never asked me that question. I think he assumed it would be Christ, Jesus Christ. But I said, no, Christ is his title. He's, he's the Messiah. That's what the word Christ means. The Messiah, the anointed one. So I said, they really didn't use last names, but they would usually say to know which Jesus or you know which first name that you're talking about they would usually say of the town you were from or the occupation that you had or your dad's name so some of you are your last name is Johnson you probably didn't even realize that that's because your ancestors somewhere the dad was John I don't know what Scudder is it's kind of worrisome to me and I asked the boy what his last name, and I thought he said Simon. So I said, well, that's probably what your ancestor's, you know, uh, dad's name was. And so that's how we develop last names. It's a little simpler, I think, with last names. But that's a good question. And you want to answer those questions. You know, sometimes it's annoying, especially when they say why, and then you give them an answer, and they say why, and you give them an answer, and they say why. But I would suggest that if you want to raise great kids, godly kids, good kids, that you answer questions. Now, it can become annoying, and they're only doing it to push your buttons. Okay, okay, but in the same sense, take the time. Don't push them away. Remember when the kids came to Jesus, and the parents wanted the kids to go up to Jesus, and, and all the disciples were like, oh, no, 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 no. He is like really busy. He's a busy guy, and he was. But he said, no, no, I want them to come. I want to talk to them. I want to encourage them. And that's how we should think about children, our own, uh, other kids, is say, let's talk to them. Let's explain things to them. And let's encourage questions and, and conversation because it's awesome. Now, you'll notice that sometimes your children's hearing is terrible. They don't hear you when you tell them what you want them to do. But then all of a sudden, it's like a miracle. They get bionic ears. Because when you're trying to talk about something private, they hear every word. Okay, It's incredible. Your children, oh, they have the worst memories. They do not remember that you told them to take out the garbage. But if you promise them ice cream, they will not forget that. Incredible how they switch in their memories. But listen, we all have a sin nature. Your children were born with a sin nature. And this is the thing that is totally different from psychology. 
what we call popular psychology. The assumption is in the world, in the humanistic world, that we are basically good. That is not true. According to scripture, if you let your kid do whatever they want to do and never, ever, ever corrected them, ever told them what you want them to do, they will not be long until they are terrors, terrors. On our way up to our Gathering Grace event in Milwaukee, and my wife and I were sitting at a restaurant, and these kids were just like wild banshees, screaming, because mom was trying to get the kid to do something. Don't let that happen. They have sin natures. We have to come at this and say, this is part of our human existence. Unfortunately, we have a sin nature. We're born with this. We are not basically good. We are basically really evil. So you need to nurture that child, first of all, to show them their need of a savior, introduce them to Jesus, and then teach them how to walk with him in order for them to be saved, in order for them to walk the life that they need to walk, in order for sin not to conquer them. But because of our sin nature, we have something that we don't like, and that is conflict. Most of us don't like conflict. We don't want to deal with things. We don't want to deal with the problems. We'd rather ignore them. Let me ask you a question. If you ignore a problem, what is going to happen? Problems, most problems, do not correct themselves. Especially if they're human problems with sin natures. If you ignore it, it's not going to get any better. Conflict won't go away on its own, so therefore, parents, we have to deal with it. Now, what is the conflict? What's the reason we have conflict? The conflict all comes down to one word, and that word is rebellion. Rebellion is something that Satan or Lucifer can take the credit for starting because we read about this highest angelic creature that God had ever made. His name is Lucifer. And he said, I will be like God. I will be like the Most High. He rebelled against God's proper authority. Now, that's what started all of this. In the Garden of Eden, he convinces Eve, our ancestor, we all came from Eve, and that's actually what DNA tells us too, okay? It's incredible how science really does verify or, or at least line up with scripture. They say it doesn't, but it does. If you think about it and you study it, it's true. Eve and Adam rebelled. What is rebellion? It is us taking the place of something else or somebody else. For example, Lucifer, by rebelling against God, he said, I'm going to be you. Now, what's wrong with that? Well, God has to be God. He's in charge. He has power. He has authority. You can't usurp that authority. What happens when you say, I'm not going to listen to my boss at work. I'm going to do what I want to do. It's not going to last very long if you do that, right? That's the authority that God has structured in your work environment. Now, you can go get another job, but you can't rebel against your boss because if you are, you're saying, I'm going to take the authority that he has. Now, when your kids rebel, 
what are they doing? They are replacing your authority with their authority. This is how bad this is. I don't think we understand how bad rebellion is. So we're going to talk about that. How bad is rebellion? Look at 1 Samuel chapter 15. And we've been talking a little bit about last time about Samuel, Eli, the high priest in Samuel's day, uh, Eli's kids and Samuel's kids. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But I'm going to point out with the same characters how bad rebellion is. In 1 Samuel 15 verse 1 it says, Samuel also said unto Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people. Now we're going to come back to that in a minute. Why did God allow a king to take the place of himself? Why? Okay. It all comes back down to kids that rebelled. Okay. It turned out to be Samuel's kids, but we'll come back to that. How many animals could fit on Noah's Ark? Did the flood really cover the entire earth? If you're wrestling with the answers to these questions, look no further than Ingrace's exciting video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark, where Jim Scudder walks through the amazing Ark Encounter in Northern Kentucky with Bodie Hodge, the son-in-law of Answers in Genesis founder, Ken Ham. This incredible series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to Ingrace. And when your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, a walk through creation with Ken Ham and exploring God's oceans. Or get our entire eight series creation bundle for only $100. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity to learn about a young earth and explore the beauty of God's world. Call now, 800-78-GRACE or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. So Saul smote the Amalekites from Havilah until thou comest to Shur, that is over against Egypt. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, what does it say? Alive. Now wait a second, what did God say? What did Samuel just say to Saul? Don't spare anybody. And they took Agag alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. Now, this is a side note. I didn't realize this, but in Israel, we were talking to some rabbis, and they said that Haman was a descendant of Agag and that Mordecai was a descendant of Samuel. Isn't that interesting? Because Saul didn't do the right thing, Israel was almost annihilated years and years later. God can see that big picture when we can't. And then he said, um, who was the former prime minister of the Palestinian Authority who died? Yeah, Yasser Arafat. He said Yasser Arafat also is a descendant of Agag. I don't know if that's all true or not, but that's what he said. So interesting, isn't it? Interesting. So we go back. He took Agag, the king of Amalekites, alive, verse 8, and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag, and they were also supposed to kill all the animals, the best of the sheep and the oxen and the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good. And would not utterly destroy them, but everything that was vile and refuge they destroyed utterly. 
They took what was good, they disobeyed God by keeping the good things, keeping the good livestock, keeping Agag alive probably as proof that he was a more dominant king, Saul. So how bad is this? That he disobeyed God blatantly. He rebelled against what Samuel said. He rebelled against what God said. How bad is this? This is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. I've said that 10 times today. If you think of humor, and I like to see humor in things, this is funny. So let's look at 1 Samuel 15, 13, and then we'll get into that. Samuel came to Saul. Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Isn't that crazy? Did he? Kind of, but no. I mean, obedience is obedience. It's not halfway obedience. It's not three quarters of obedience. Obedience is full obedience, right? And Samuel said, what meaneth this bleeding of the sheep in mine ears? That's funny. <laughs> and the lowing of the oxen, which I hear. I shouldn't be hearing any bleeding or lowing. I shouldn't hear any mooing. Why is there mooing? <laughs> And Saul said, oh, they. All of a sudden, he throws it on them. They, the pe those, I t those people. They have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. We didn't do exactly what you said because we wanted to bring a sacrifice to the Lord. That's not true anyways. But okay. And then Samuel said, verse, skip down to verse 22. Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? This is a very interesting contrast. And as you're raising your kids, think about this. How bad is rebellion? Is sacrifice or service more important than obedience? No, nothing's more important than obedience. Rebellion is disobedience, okay? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. This is how important it is for your children to do what you say. God told Saul what to do. Saul disobeyed. It's that simple. You can have excuses. You can run around the issues. Don't let that happen with your kids. Say, no, this is very clear. This is what I said. Don't let them do this to you. For rebellion, verse 23, and this is incredible. If you really think about this, how bad is rebellion? Rebellion is as the sin of what? Witchcraft. Like, wait, what is that? Wait, witchcraft? I mean, I don't think we can think of anything worse than the occult, than witchcraft, than people that are dabbling in the occultic practices because that's conjuring up the demonic spirit world. And it's real. There is a spirit world with fallen angels that fell with Lucifer. Lucifer is Satan. A third of the angels, we think, fell with him in his rebellion. That's the demon world, all of idolatry, the more idolatry you have where you're worshiping actual idols, the more demon possession you're going to have in that place, in that country. I've seen it. Okay? So witchcraft is really, 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 really bad. 
But what's worse? Rebellion. Rebellion is worse, according to God, than the sin of witchcraft. Stubbornness is as an iniquity and idolatry. So when you're raising your kids, look for rebellion. Punish for rebellion. Spank them when you see rebellion. We're going to talk about here in a moment. There's two different kinds of rebellion. Sometimes it's not obvious. You know, maybe if you weren't careful, maybe you would have thought, well, Saul, actually, you know, that was, that was pretty good. I mean, yeah, God told you to destroy them all, but you know, your heart was in the right place, and let's just let this one go. That's not what Samuel did. He said, no, no, this is really, really bad. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because why? Thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. You're replacing his authority with your authority. You've rejected the word of the Lord. He hath also rejected thee from being king. He's going to be removed from the throne. His descendants won't be on the throne anymore. And if you want to read a sad story, you read about Saul and all of the things that happened after that. Why did Israel even want a king? Why did they even want Saul in the first place? It comes down to Samuel's sons. Now, we don't know how Eli raised his kids or how Samuel raised his kids, but Eli's kids were wicked. We're going to come back to them in a little bit. But Samuel's kids, well, let's read about it. In 1 Samuel 8, 1, it says, And it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second, Abijah. They were judges in Bathsheba, and his sons walked not in his ways. And that's sad right there, right? They weren't like Samuel. They weren't godly. They didn't walk in his ways, but they turned aside after lucre. What is lucre? That's money. They were in it for the money. You cannot be in ministry and in it for the money. You can't. Okay? They took bribes. Why is that bad? Because they're judges. You want to unravel a civilization, a society? If you have judges that are not just, but they're being bought off, they're not making just decisions, they're making decisions based on who pays them the most, you are in for a big, big problem in your society. This was bad. They took bribes, they perverted justice, and that's rebellion, right? It's rebellion. We'll talk more about rebellion and the seriousness of it tomorrow on our Thursday edition of In Grace. And by the way, many of you have been asking, hey, how do we get this entire Raising Great Kids series? Well, we actually have it right now on our website available, a CD that has all the messages, and that's just under $12, a gift of $12 or, or more. You'll be able to get Raising Great Kids. And this is something that you can give to people, maybe keep a copy in the church library. I really think these principles are timeless and, and would really bless you and help you. So go to ingraceradio.com and click on the Raising Great Kids banner there and uh, you should be able to get that uh, quickly from us. And then also you'll notice that we have a very special thank you for those of you that give a gift of any amount to Ingrace to make sure more people hear the gospel. I'm going to thank you by sending you a video called A Tour of Noah's Ark. 
This is incredible. It's the full-size Ark in Kentucky. Ken Ham's son-in-law, Bodie Hodge, is my tour guide. And so we take you through this whole incredible vessel, and we tell you not just about the Ark, but about science, uh, creation, evolution, geology, the flood, uh, the Tower of Babel. So you want to get this entire four-part series, and it's available for a gift of any amount to Ingrace. Now, if your gift is $35 or more, we're going to send you another video series called A Walk Through the Creation Museum with Ken Ham, and another video called Exploring God's Ocean, where I dive in the keys and you come underwater with me and a PhD marine biologist. These are awesome videos, and I'd love to send them to you right away. Don't forget to get the video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark, for your gift of any amount. When your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, a walk through creation with Ken Ham and exploring God's oceans. Or get our entire eight series creation bundle for just $100. Call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com or write to us at Ingrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr., InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.